UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, Howling in the Street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. Works. Um, and I can edit that out, but uh, let me. I'm, I didn't, we're not live yet. I'm going live right now. Uh, let me see if I have everything here. Okay, and let me hit my intro. And we are going to race Um, is this, uh, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. The, as usual, I had uh, technical difficulties, but um, I have an amazing show for you guys today. I have with me, I'm ha so happy to have her back. Uh, the first time she was on with her husband, Paris, but tonight she's on by herself. She, it's Holly Powers Matthews from Tachyon Living. She's one of my affiliates, or if you want to say sponsors for the show. Um, and I, I vouch for their products 130%. Like, um, I have my tachyon rods right here. If you can see in the camera, I know my room's dark, but um, I sleep with these every night. Um, these are amazing. Um, and just a little bit, and we're, tonight we're going to be getting into a lot of stuff. We're going to be getting into the power of tachyon. We're going to be talking about Holly's ET surgeries. We're going to be talking about 12 dimensional beings. We're going to be talking about angelics, a, a, an encounter with a ghost she had. So buckle up, guys. This is going to be an amazing show. And just a little bit more about my guest. Holly Powers Matthews is a psychic intuitive, multidimensional channel healer, medical intuitive teacher, and an all-around great person. She's an avid connoisseur of energy healing. Holly's a master of a 325 different healing modalities, including a 13th octave Lahochi. Holly's joy comes in sharing messages and perspective from the second to 12th dimensions. She connects with many different star nation councils, ascension specialists from the euphorics from the 12th dimension, angelic realms, Magdalene's, Elohim council, the DIA, and that's not the defense intelligence agency. <laughs> no, and, and the descended masters as well as international free worlds council. Holly was mentored by the 12th dimensional spirit guides through alchemy to bring forth tachyon, tachyon chambers, along with the creation of the Atlantean crystal healing chamber. And I want to give her a big warm welcome to the show. Holly, thank you for coming back on. How are you? 
Oh, I'm doing great. I, I so thank you for that intro. It's a little embarrassing, but I, I thank you for it. <laughs> oh, it's okay. And just to let the fans know, um, you know, all the, 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 the links in the description, Holly set me up with a, uh, a promo code for you guys. So like, um, do you want to tell them what, what that consists of? Cause I'm not, I'm not even sure what they get or what, what the discount is or anything like that. Sure. So if you're interested in the Tachyon and would like to have a really great offer, uh, make sure that you use the link below. Rob has a link set in uh, for this show so that when you click on it, you'll go there and you'll get a free gift with your order. And uh, I think over $75 we pay for the shipping. And so there's a lot of great items on there. And, um, you know, some of the ones we're showcasing tonight are these UFOs. That's what we call them. They're wonderful because they're thin enough to fit in the pocket. Men really like these. Um, they can put one in each pocket. They're fantastic for being able to help um, the groin area be able to flow energy well and um, manifest and also any kind of healing that's going on there. A woman love to put them in their purse because they don't smoosh or break or anything else. So this is out of stainless steel. They're very, very lightweight. And um, so anyway, that's one of the the articles. I guess it's turned around here. Is, <laughs> but um, and then also the the rods. We have all kinds of different sizes of rods. These are the size of the mega rods. They're quite I large. I have mine right here. Piece. Right. And yeah, I, uh, I was going to say, I sleep with my rides every night. I'm, I'm still sorry, not sure what, what your experience I, is. Oh, I mean, like, I just, I just feel like that I, that it has like a heal. It gives me a sense of calmness, but at the same time, it gives me energy. And, and then like when I sleep with these rods, like I do sleep with them every night because, you know, when I first did, did when I first got them, my ex was like messing with them and she said i can feel energy when i put these together like you can feel the energy coming off these things so they have some weird energy i don't fully understand tachyon completely like but i know there's energy in these and i know it's healing energy so i sleep with them and sometimes they'll end up over my heart in the middle of the night or they'll end up over my stomach like i'll i'll sleep with them straight down but then I'll, and I'll wake up in the middle of the night and it'll be laying over my heart, which I find interesting. It makes me think that maybe that's a shocker that needs cleared or balanced or something like that. Do you think that's what it is? Uh, that definitely could be one part of it. Uh, tachyon moves to wherever you need it or um, wherever the body needs the energy. It's not necessarily energy, but it feels like energy. It's a field. So it's all intelligent. It knows exactly what to do, most specifically how to balance. So in the middle of the night, as you're shifting positions, as you're dreaming, as you're clearing, uh, because in our dream state, we do a lot of dumping. And so these rods will intuitively just kind of know where to move on the body. We've heard this numerous times. So that's fascinating and then how did you how did you get into tachyon and like what are some of the benefits that it can do for us like besides like what what what, what we already talked about so about uh i think it was in 2011 had a being appeared to me woke me up in the middle of the night and uh she said her name was d uh, tion and she was from the 12th dimension and she wanted to talk to me about tachyon and um I was just kind of shocked because when I woke up, here's this big, beautiful being 
just floating over me. So I was kind of like, uh, in that, that shock phase. Um, and then she started talking all about tachyon. I'd never heard of it before, at least not in, in this particular lifetime. So it was really interesting listening to her and, and her talking about the importance of tachyon to everybody here, most specifically those who are uh, desiring the ascension process because this works directly in clearing the body in uh, restoring the health of the body, returning the DNA to its its natural pure state or repairing the DNA or upgrading the DNA. Tachyon fields do all of that. They help you in your intuition, help you open to, to open your third eye, to open your heart, to release um, a lot of the trauma that is caused in this lifetime, to let go of old belief systems. Uh, Tachyon is a great manifester. So if you're wanting to change something about your life or wanting to install some new creation process, then you use the tachyon rods or any of the tachyon products just by holding in them or having them on you uh, to be able to utilize, just step into the tachyon field and manifest. Um, I thought this was kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody says that about products and stuff. But when you get these and you start doing this, you'll go, Oh my gosh, I can't believe how fast things manifest. It just clears the field and then amplifies your manifestation as long it is, as it is for your best and highest good and the best and highest good of humanity. So it, it won't do it if you're manifesting something kind of negative or something that may not be in your best interest. And um, it has a source field of love with it. So uh, all of our Tachyon products have that beautiful protection of source love. And many times people who are just wanting to feel love again, to feel that divine love, will get the products just so they can be in that field. And it helps them to heal if they don't feel a lot of love or connection. Um, the Tachyon, the source love part will help to work on that. Um, it's great for healing sessions. If people are, are healers, then it can help to uh, most definitely manifest and also to amplify whatever the healer's modalities are. I see a question over here. It says, um, can it help with radiation damage and x-rays? So remember that uh, tachyon restores the DNA to its natural state, which um, there's so much damaged um, sacred geometry within our bodies because our paths have been altered by the negative alien agenda and by um, by those that are have kept us in captivity for so long. So being able to restore the DNA back to its natural state and repair the sacred geometry of the body will allow for a release of any kind of a chemical overload that we have, any kind of health problems that we have. So um, yes, most definitely, I would say it would help with radiation damage, um, incredibly so. That's fascinating. Now, this this wasn't like your first, um, well, we were going to talk about a bunch of things tonight. This wasn't like your first experience with a being when you met this person about tachyon. You've actually had like ET surgeries and stuff like that, or you feel that you might have, or You've had right. connections with, you've had abduction experiences or we've never talked about that before. 
So as I, when I was younger, I used to have such a fear. I grew up in Snowflake, Arizona, which was um, the town that Travis Walton came from and originated. And um, my brother went to high school with him. So when ah. that whole thing came to be, uh, I was at a very young age. So I was probably, I think, around 11 or so. But it affected me so deeply because for years I had been like positioning my bed so that I would sleep up against the wall real tight and real flat to the walls and make my covers all smooth. And then I would put my great big teddy bear on the in the middle of the bed. So it would look like me. So in case someone came to capture me, they would get the teddy bear, not me. I later found out that that is one of the signs of being abducted is, is you develop these kind of rituals at night um, because of fear of being taken. And I didn't know the word abducted. I didn't know any of that. I just know when I heard, heard this, this, not the story, but the, the, uh, the event, uh, it affected me in such a powerful way. So uh, later on, when I was talking to someone who knew more about abductions, this was many, many years later, um, he told me, and he, he had been very deep into ET contact and Apollo. I don't know if anybody knows Apollo, but I, a lot of people do. But uh, he was the one who had, had done a lot of research on this and said that uh, then this next experience I'm going to share with you was one of the most powerful ET experiences that he had ever heard of. Now, when it happened to me, it was kind of petrifying because I hadn't studied any of that stuff with ET. All I'd done through my life is just received information and was taught that way. I didn't really do any research or anything. So I was very pure to this whole process. And, um, and but I was nervous when this happened. And so I contacted him. Uh, so here's a story. So I had uh, been accelerating my vibration and these 12 dimensional beings had been working with me a lot and, and seriously upping my vibration. So I was used, used to working with them and being in their healing energy and their extremely powerful energy. And um, so one night I woke up to what I felt like lasering my body on the right side towards my hip open. It was like lasered open. And I mean, I woke up awake, awake, because it was kind of painful. And I heard a voice saying, she's feeling this, we need to, to stop the pain. So then I'm like, everybody stop, whatever you're doing, everybody stop. So I, I, I knew that I needed to get to some, some being, some contact that I trusted to be able to ask him, okay, is this good or not? So at, the, at that at that very moment, I thought, okay, I'm going to go to Yeshua. So I, Jesus, where are you? I really need to talk to you right now. And so um, he appeared immediately and I said, they are lasering me open. Is this a good thing or not? And he smiled really big and he said, yes, absolutely. This is, this is such a blessing to you. Go ahead and let them replace your hip joint. Uh, now, at the time, I had had rheumatoid arthritis for about 12 years. 
And they had told me about five years in that at a certain point, I would have to have all of my joints replaced because the rheumatoid arthritis had done such a number and was, and was moving very rapidly. So I'd been able to forego any of that. I was, like I said, about 11 years into this and uh, having a little bit difficult time with walking. It was quite painful. So all of a sudden I'm hearing they're giving me a, rip, a, a hip replacement. So I went ahead and let them finish. And what was really interesting was they had teleported my body up to the ship. And so I was on this um, six dimensional at the time uh, called the ARC. And I went into this arc and into the medical, I was in the medical facility part of it all. And it was very interesting how uh, there were robotic arms that did the surgery and everybody was outside of the surgical room with windows all around it. And at one point, and so I'm hearing all this noise going on. It's, it uh, almost sounded like hammering, like a hammering my joint in place or something, but I had no pain. It was just a lot of pressure. And then the door to the right of me opened a little bit. And as it did, I saw a gray sitting right in the chair right next to me. And the big eyes just turned and looked at me like, oh, you weren't supposed to see me. And so he just very calmly shut the door. I had the feeling it was more of a um, masculine. So, and then he just kind of shut the door, no real feelings with it all, just kind of thoughts being exchanged. But I also knew that it wasn't the grays that were working on me, but he was a gray on the ship who was a neutral gray. So very benign, uh, very helpful to mankind and someone who was quite knowledgeable in the medical facility. They finished it and th they finished the surgery and they told me at the very end, I found myself back in bed and all I heard was, you need to be careful. You're going to be sore for a couple of days. So be careful about the way you work. And, and um, so I went back to sleep again and just sound deep sleep. When I woke up that morning, I kind of forgot what had happened for just for a moment. So I was getting out of bed and I took three or four steps and all of a sudden I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I my hip was really uncomfortable. It was sore and I was kind of limp and I went, wow, some that really happened last night. That really happened. So uh, I was sore three, four days. But boy, after that, my hip was so strong. About 10 days later, they came back, they repeated the same experience on my left hip and did the same thing. So the really beautiful part about all this, was this real or not? Well, I had stairs going down to my office, a, a big flight of stairs. And I had not taken the stairs for quite some time because of my hips being unstable. So um, I decided about, it was about two weeks after the left hip was done, I decided I was going to walk down the stairs. I made it down the stairs uh, by holding on to the hand grip. And it was just kind of one, like how you step down one and then your foot meets and then you step down again. But I got all the way down the stairs. I thought, this is pretty great. Within four weeks, I was going down this long flight of stairs without holding on to the handrail and being able to go step, 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 step. And um, since then, on occasion, through storms or something, I might feel a little bit of a flare up in that area. But other than that, I've been able to walk and have um, 
have had very, very minor problems with my hips. So I'm so thankful for that. Um, That's, oh, I'm sorry, I get, go ahead. So, so I asked afterwards, I asked Apollo, I said, why would, why would something like this happen? And they said, well, you must have an important mission here. They want to keep you mobile for a very long time. So they don't normally do that um, for people, but that in that particular circumstance, they did. Now, like I said, once again, I, I saw in the chat, someone was not happy about the idea that these were grays that were working on me. I wasn't comfortable with that either. But up on the ship, I began to travel there quite often, and there were numerous different types of beings. All of them were very loving, very connected. They worked together as a one unit. And that was the point where I realized not all uh, of the greys are, are negative beings or out to harm you. Not all of them are. Some of them are neutral. And um, that was a great teaching point for me because it helped me to, to not be prejudiced against them. So do you, do you still think, I, I mean, I heard you say earlier that you say there's a negative alien agenda, or do you still believe that there might be some like there, or there was a negative alien agenda? And, and do you think that might be like reptilian or something like that? I think that the reptilians have kind of taken the blame for everybody involved. So I think they've just kind of put the stamp on there that, you know, that it's a reptilian agenda. And so that's why I use the term the negative alien agenda, because there are other beings involved in wanting to have power over our particular earth and the, most specifically the DNA of the star humans and to be, keep them in a dumbed down uh, place so that they do not evolve and move out of their ascension cycle, their, not ascension cycle, their um, reincarnation machine. So, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, someone had a question going back to the tachyon. I don't mean to like flip flop between subjects, no, or, but like, funny. but like someone Earth sign says, can this protect against five G? Absolutely, absolutely. Now remember, the job of tachyon is harmonization. It's going to take chaos and it's going to create a harmonic field out of chaos. Are you going to see the five G? Um, if you take one of those machines, the 5G emanator, you know, that shows how much it's outputting, you're going to see that go down? No. But what you are going to feel is that chaos field that is very harmful to our physical body, our aura field. I mean, it, it transverses through every part of our, our acceleration um, or in our evolution, what you will feel is a harmonic field there instead. So like with my phone, I think I have my phone in the other room, but we have phone cards. And although a lot of people have the phone cards out there, but you haven't felt a phone card or a phone apparatus until you felt one of these tachyon ones. They're very, very thin. And we created them specifically to be able to go between the phone and a case and just slide right in there. Very thin, but incredibly fierce in the way that they protect your body, which is the number one thing we have to watch out for. We're carrying these devices on our bodies 
oh my gosh, how this messes up your sacred geometry. And more so than that, they're using that 5G as uh, there is a field within that 5G that is about mind control. And and that it, it's, um, you have the 5G, the 5G energy or whatever it is, that um, frequency that goes out. But in that frequency, there is, um, uh, what's the word? It's a malicious, a malicious frequency, malevolent frequency that is simply meant for those in charge to be able to utilize it for mind control purposes. And this is so real. <laughs> I've, I've literally before, if I don't have my phone right by me or whatever, or and I'm feeling the 5G coming in. This was in the Phoenix area, especially because they were installing the 5G. Um, I would have these thoughts just inserted in my head and they would be horrible thoughts. Like they could be um, animal mutilation or, or child harm. Um, sometimes they'd come in as feelings of just deep unworthiness and those all come from the phone. So I would know as soon as those thoughts came into my head, I'd be like, no, not mine. And I would just push them out again and realize, you know, can't even have a little bit more tachyon around me or, but they turned on these programs. So now I always keep my phone in airplane mode. If I need to call somebody, I'll check my messages or make phone calls. You know, there's only a couple times a day that I'll return them because I've got to keep that thing in airplane mode at all times so that it doesn't harm my body. Is that helpful when you go in an airplane mode? Because I was going to say, like, tachyon kind of reroutes the energy, right? Like, if it, if it's bad energy coming in, since tachyon harmonizes it, it would kind of convert that energy into a more peaceful energy. Does that make sense or not? Absolutely. Uh, tachyon's the first point is that tachyon is zero point energy. It is going to take whatever chaos that is underneath zero point or neutrality, and it is going to work to harmonize it so that it doesn't exist or continue to cause you problems. Uh, it, you know, so if you're having any feelings of worthlessness or depression or any of those things, tachyon is going to take those lower frequencies, neutralize them and bring you up to a neutral point. From that neutral point, if you want to use tachyon to use it as a Merkaba to explore, explore the many dimensions that there are, an intention towards where you want to go, that's what it's going to do. So first, it'll it'll uh, align the body, the meridians, and the chakra systems, and it'll help to neutralize all of those negative things that you know we're constantly running through our brain or are being programmed with and so when, you, when you're at that zero point then you can use it to go ahead and accelerate go up as high as you want go to go to the central universe go anywhere you want to by by the tachyon the tachyon is going to amplify your desire your manifestations and so you can utilize that in a in a positive way, but only if you're ready to do it, only if you're desiring to do it. And um, again, it's not going to harm you. Uh, this particular tachyon that we do with the one with source love has a protection field built into it so that it cannot be used by anybody having a negative desire or um, a power over uh, agenda. 
Yeah, I like that. That's that's interesting. Um, now, um, I will, a couple more things we were going to talk about tonight. We were going to talk about the twelve-dimensional euphorics. I wasn't familiar with those. Like, what what is that? Like, uh, I wasn't familiar with them either until they showed up. And I'll, I'll tell you how this happened. So I uh, I think it was in two thousand ten or so, somewhere in that area. I was doing a radio show with my my friend and so she was doing this show on angels and I walked into the studio and she had I mean she had that room packed with angels I, I walked took a couple steps in you could see them and they were literally just shoulder to shoulder all around the studio and I just was like, wow, what have you done? And she goes, I was just preparing the room for us. So I went and sat down and she was going to do an, an, an angel reading for me. So I sat down in the chair and within about 30 seconds or so, I said, Corinne, I think I'm floating. And so she whipped her head under the the table and she goes, you're floating about three inches off the ground. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. But it was like scary at the same time. It was it was exciting. But I'm like, we're going live in 30 seconds. I I asked the angels, please put me down so I can ground so we can do this show. So during the middle of the show, as she starts in doing this reading for me, she starts talking about this incredible being who is so tall and this she called a, a him an archangel because he was just um it, it, she didn't have any other reference point for him she said his name was teak and she spelled it out and all of this is on my website if you ever want to go and anybody wants to go in and develop more of your psychic ability is i have all these radio shows on there specifically about that subject that you can listen to for free they're just there but um this whole story is caught live and so so she started to describing this teak said he was a really amazing golden being and uh she just told me that i would have a real nice contact with him a real real powerful contact so um and man you could feel the energy in the room when he came into the room it was hard for us to even kind of breathe because his frequency was so powerful and so high so from that moment on i had teak as a steady mentor uh at any time and of the day and he was specifically came in to teach me all about how to raise the vibration of my body to a really, really uh, high level, high level of frequency so that we could have better communication with the 12th dimension. He described the euphorics and talked about the euphorics. And, uh, and then he introduced me to quite a few of the euphorics that are there. Uh, at one point he came and um, I had been asking about astral travel and he, he, he just came one night and he said, uh, you ready to astral travel? And I'm like, sure. I, I hadn't done it before. And I mean, he grabbed me up. It was like, he like put arm around my waist and boom, we were headed off. Now remember, I'm awake when this is happening. I'm not asleep. I'm not in an altered state. I'm awake. And so immediately picks me up and takes me. And what was uh, 
interesting to me during this time was my thought of reference was way back then at that time was we we have um a father god and that was it you know and i think there was the preface of a mother god there but as we began to leave the the earth and this particular solar system, all of a sudden I realized mother and God's mother and father stayed with the earth and we kept going up. We went uh, over and accelerated two different universes and then went up into the central universe. When we got up into the central universe, as we were moving into the euphoric uh, dimension, he said, this is going to hurt a little. If you, it's going to be an impact to you. The only way you can get into this is if you have a guide. So he said, just brace yourself. And I, so I braced myself and wham, I felt like I'd hit a wall, like at 100 miles an hour. Uh, got through that all. It only took a few seconds and was able to restore. And um, then he took me into the central universe, into a place. It was it was a massive hall uh, that inside of it was the high council of deities. Now, I didn't understand that at this moment, why in the world I was being taken to this particular place with deities. Now, my reference again was god of the earth right so all of a sudden now i'm now paying attention to multiverses and to a central universe and then from there being taken into this council of deities this high council and these deities were of many different species uh some but but it was of a very light nature so their density was almost nothing and they 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 put on some form of physicality so that I could experience this with them. And uh, each one of, there was many windows that had these domes that came up to a point. So the windows came like this to a point. So if you had a whole bunch of them, it would literally make, you know, a half dome. And in each one of these were flashing universes and what was going on in that particular universe. And I went, here we are in this celebration and all of these deities are able to see their universe and what's going on in their universe. And it, it just made for a beautiful light show all around. Uh, I didn't know that at that time that these dimensions that, that when they go up that high, that they could have some form of physicality. It's a very different kind of, it's not a density like ours, but it is, a form of replicated reality in in a light form. I don't know how else to experience it. So my experience of it was very much connecting to my earth experience so I could make sense of it. Um, and then uh, and then at a certain point they had a, a ceremony and um, after it was all over with, I told Teak I, I needed to get back to Earth because I had to write all this down because it was so magnificent. And um, he said, all right, well, you can bilocate. You can be in two places. And I'm like, well, if I leave, can I come back? Because I wanted to continue the celebration. So he showed me how to be able to do that. And I did leave, but left a portion of me there in the 12th dimension and then came back, wrote it all down and then went back to the party. 
it was, uh, I learned so much. And then on a second time, Teak had to come and took me to, uh, there was three experiences of going into the euphoric realm. Now, if you go into these euphoric realms, um, they, they are born into perfection. So they're born being uh, what we would refer to as perfect or all-knowing but they have no experience. So you've got all of these youthful euphoric and they don't have the experience that we have. So, so earth, uh, earth people are really fascinating to them because they see us so hilariously because of all the things that we do and they can't understand why we do what we do because it's such a world of chaos and hilarity to them. They're, they're kind, they're loving, they're understanding, but they don't have the experience. So um, they rarely had interacted with anybody from Earth. And uh, so I didn't really have much reference until there was somebody else in Phoenix that had 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 experiences with the euphorics and uh, it was so interesting how I connected to them and how, how the whole thing was just laid out and brought to me to be able to connect with him so that I had somebody else to bounce these ideas off of and, and to learn from who had been communicating with euphorics for quite some time. So um, that was my beginning process. That's how I started into spirituality. I, I, had had one experience with an angel and then it was like these 12th dimensional beings were the ones that came in and just did this super course on me on helping me to remember who I was and why I was here and uh, and teaching me from such a different aspect of even the normal spirituality here. So that's kind of that's, that's some of my experiences with the 12th dimension. I want to tell you a little bit about Teak though. So Teak was so much fun when he was teaching me. There were times, uh, one time I was ready to go to a, uh, a party, a psychic party. And so I was going to this party and going to do readings there. Well, I was kind of tight on time and I wanted to stop by my office. When I stopped by my office to pick some stuff up for the party, I had accidentally locked my phone, my keys and my purse all in the office. And I'd just gone out for a minute, the door shut and it locked. So here I am needing to get to this meeting and close on time. And I have one of those massive office doors that's metal that when it clicks shut, it's done, you know. And I, I'm just panicking. All of a sudden I said, Teak, you got to open this door for me. You got to open this door. It has to be open. And he says, I want you to jiggle it. And so I just went over the door and just started jiggling like crazy. And I jiggled for about 10 seconds and the door flew open. And I had tried numerous times before that to do the same thing. But he had just like, just opened the door. And then it happened again about a month later. I was getting ready to go to a, a large meeting and, and I was the speaker at the meeting. So I had to be there and prepare the room and everything, get everything ready. And when I got there, there were already other uh, there were 
people that had come and they were standing outside the building. I didn't understand why they hadn't gone in the building. And then when I got up to the door, they said that the door was locked. Well, this was an automatic lock. I couldn't get hold of the person to unlock it. So I'm thinking, oh no, here's all these people here and we're not going to have a place to do this. So I just, I just said, take open this door. And I swear it was like two seconds later, the door unlocked and by itself, it just clicked and unlocked and we're standing there. And so we opened the door and we could have the meeting. Uh, there were times when sometimes I would have spiritual experiences at these meetup groups and they would be so powerful that I wouldn't um, I couldn't ground very well. And there were times that Teak would literally take the wheel of the car and drive me home. And you've never been in a car with a euphoric driving. It is the most bizarre feeling ever as you're sitting in the driver's seat and someone takes the wheel and they don't, they don't turn the car with the wheel. They just rotate, kind of like glide it into turning and um, and I've had them drive me home several times when it hasn't been safe for me to drive. You know um, what, Tali? I was going to say I I I was I would be skeptical about uh, 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 angel contact, but I had that guy on my show recently, Michael Andre Ford. He's like he was on coast to coast. That's where I saw him at, and uh, and and he was he taught me how to kind of connect with angels and like. I almost forgot about that, but when during it, I had an experience. Like it seems like the angels can, like they can send like a thumping into your hand, or they can send a tingle down your spine, or a, um, or a, a little feeling in your stomach to like, kind of let you know that they're there too. Is that is that all possible too? Do you think that? I mean, I'm kind of asking you, like, do you think I was yeah. having like like contact with like? And then the angels also put thoughts in my head they put like not just thoughts but like projections of like kind of like um of what she wanted me to look at her like he he sent me this angel he called joy right and i can imagine her in my head but i think it was the angel sending me images into my head too does that all sound like angelic contact or, or maybe the beginning stages of it very much and uh first i'd like to tell anybody who's wanting to have angel contact there are light angels and there are dark angels. So if you're just saying, I want angelic contact, boy, you're opening yourself up to a lot of fun, uh, a lot of learning and not in a very pleasant way. So you want to make sure that you're contacting angels, archangels of the light, always use of the light. And then at that point, you just, when you feel some interaction with them, because almost always you'll either feel an uplift, uh, like, uh, just a, a small rise, uh, a, a little bit ha more happy, a little more joyous, and you'll know that you're dealing with the light ones. If, you, if you're interacting or you're trying to interact with any being and you feel a kick in the gut or you're wondering, ooh, is this good or not? Right there, you know, no, back out, say, you know, I chest him, you know, it was one of the things I used to do. I would all, I always ask them who, who are you of the light and who do you serve? And I would wait for them to answer if they could serve, if they could answer that they were of the light and I could feel that, then I would go ahead and interact. If they weren't, I would dismiss them. Uh, it took me a while to do that. Same way with archangels. There's archangels of the light and there's archangels of the dark. And I have uh, in the beginning, years and years ago, I had the experience of a pseudo Archangel Michael. And there, when you're dealing with the actual 
beings, they're incredible. When you're dealing with a pseudo, they love to play games with you and tell you, go do this and go do that. And, and they just keep you busy and active. And it's all for the play and fun of them being able to keep you sidetracked. So um, uh, when you're truly dealing with angelic, they are all about free will. They're all about your choice. They're not interfering with your plan here on earth unless you ask for specific information or, or volunteer to assist. So you kind of want to be careful how you approach and then always just feel your gut. If your gut feels good, you're good to go. And if not, and it took me a while to be able to figure out uh, this Archangel Michael wasn't out for my best interest. And um, so I cut that off completely and didn't reconnect with Archangel Michael for about two years until I had a different uh, foundational basis to be able to further connect and know when I'm connecting with who I'm supposed to connect with and um, and just uh, built a stronger shield around myself to make sure that that didn't happen. But you're right. They, they can make you tingle. Uh, they can make you, it, it's always a feel good feeling though. You will always feel good. If there's any moment of feeling unpleasant, then at that point, of course you withdraw and it's just learning. It, it's just learning to navigate. Can can bad beings mask themselves as good beings ever though? Do we have to ever watch for that, or is it? Are they? Do they mostly like? I, I was oh. thinking that maybe like if we command them to identify themselves as being of the light or of the dark, that they would have to. Do they have to? Um, do they have to abide by what we say, or could do they do? They do. They can't. When you ask them what side they're on, the light or the dark, they have to say truth. They have to. They can't lie about that which is interesting, but of course, oh my gosh, we have a lot of channelers that are on YouTube and I sometimes I'll, I'll stop and listen in. Somebody comes up with, okay, here's a, here's an amazing channeling and they'll have a really good, you know, intro and everything. And I'll get just into it for just a few seconds and go, whoa, this is so not good. The uh, negative alien alliance here on earth uh, that goes along with the elites that work directly hand in hand with the elites have put in all of these counter programs for us on YouTube to have, or, or anywhere in any place to have these, um, these channelings that are literally inserting incorrect information. Like one of those is the event is coming. The event is coming. Everybody's going to be ascended at the same time. Um, anytime you hear somebody talking about this event coming, you know you're pretty much dealing with a false program because the event is already here. It's, it's ongoing. It's, it's waves of ascension. It's not everybody at once. It's as everybody rises in their vibration, there is another wave that will come and take them up and be able to continue their acceleration, but it's not just one big event like Christ coming, you know, and, and all of the things that we've been told through religion. It's, it's an ongoing process. Yeah. Would you say that this is like the most important time to be alive as far as like, cause of what's going on? Like, do you really think that we're going to be going to like a, another dimension or those of us or, or, or we can, or like, how do you think that works out? Absolutely. Uh, this this is the best of times and the worst of times. 
And it all depends on the way you see it from your perspective. Yeah. Because if it's the worst of times, you're looking at the third dimensional reality, which is basically a, a bunch of controllers and a bunch of, I, I hate to use the word sheep, but, but people who are just following blindly and trusting in systems that have continually let us down and are not truthful. <clears throat> so where your focus is, is where your experience is going to be. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, this process happens as we begin to raise in vibration and we, and it's a process of starting to realize that we aren't being told the truth. So we begin searching. And that's one of the beautiful gifts of the indigo, such as yourself doing exactly what you came here to do. You came here to be able to interview a lot of people and to talk a lot about a lot of subjects to allow people opportunities to be able to choose for themselves something different. You're definitely off the beaten path with this and you're providing many different teachers that are coming to share their stories and allow people who resonate with that to be able to further explore and understand with these different mentors that come on. And what a beautiful thing you're doing. However, with indigos, the hardest part about being an indigo is you see so corruption, so much corruption here. And as you pay attention to the massive amounts of corruption, you're trying to enlighten the people. Hey, we need to, you know, wake up. And they don't necessarily respond very quickly. So the indigos can get very depressed and have a difficult time maintaining this, this beautiful um, process of awakening others by just looking at the lower third dimensional reality. So it, it's you're doing what you're doing, which is perfect in allowing a huge forum of teachers to come forward. Doesn't matter whether they're light or dark. It just matters that you're getting information out and allowing people to choose something different. Thanks, I appreciate that. That resonates, right. And even if it is perhaps a, and I'm not saying that you've had uh, any, mentors on your show that are bad. I'm not saying that, but you're given an opportunity for a wide variety. And even if it is someone who may be uh, teaching something quite different than what may actually be going on, it gives that person an opportunity to follow until their, their heart says, you know, I don't think I feel comfortable with this anymore. And the massive amount of experience that comes from that is such a learning gift. So it allows them to be able to find their own discernment and to be able to continue to seek for truth. So, I mean, what what you're doing and what you're providing is so vital to the whole process here. I wish you knew how many people's lives you had touched and have moved and have uh, give an opportunity for continued spiritual growth and support by what it is that you're doing, as well as educating and giving people more of an understanding of what's really got on here with earth and what's going on in, in the wars that are outside of our earth, most specifically what's going on inside earth now with uh, the different factions that are still vying for positions here and, I mean, we're we're pretty precious commodity. This these 
these humans that have the capacity to evolve into star humans and are evolving planet and people at the same time, that goes because we've got this incredible DNA, even though dormant, we've got this incredible DNA that can do anything. And we're one of the rare, rare species that has the capacity to be able to move up to a 48 strand. Imagine our functioning if we were functioning in a 48 strand DNA. And there's oh so few others that can do that. So no wonder we're getting the attention of people from many different universes all over our universe. It's why we have so much high activity here in the skies. Uh, somebody had a question from the chat. Earth sign says, I wonder if this tachyon can kill viruses and boost the immune system. Is there any chance it can do that? Can kill viruses? Is that what it says? Or, or boost the immune system. Um, absolutely. It, it's, uh, of course, FDA won't allow me to say that. So from my own experience and watching the experience of others, I can share that part of it. Um, FDA, of course, says that I have to have a disclaimer on everything that I say. So I'm saying that this is a metaphysical product and, da, 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 and I'm not a medical doctor. I can't give advice, all of that fun stuff. Uh, but from what I've seen, uh, the miracles, the literal miracles that are happening when people go to a tachyon chamber or are wearing plenty of tachyon on their body, um, the shift and change in their reality and in their physical bodies is is incredible. Yeah, because I was going to tell Earth sign, like what, what it is Earth sign, and I understand this from the very basic level, is like problems in our physical manifest on the energetic level first. So the tachyon is affecting your energetic, your energy, your aura and your energy your field, right? So right. if your energy feels better, then you're not going to be as physically sick. So, so, so in a way it's not going to kill a virus, but it will, it will protect your energy field. So you won't become sick as much. And I, I'm not a doctor either, but that's my basic understanding of it. If that, if that makes any sense. Is that right? right? We have, we have our spiritual body, our mental body, our etheric body, and our physical body and we have those all in layers outside of us and and they whatever's going on in those outer layers then soon manifest in the physical body that's why clearing is so important so if if you're having emotional situation eventually it'll go right into the body and your body will weaken your immune system will weaken and then you will be able you know be more available for viruses and bacterias that can harm you to go into the body. So being able to have tachyon on you starts this process of clearing and releasing all of these emotions. And what I love about this is you can take one emotion that you may be feeling and you can do it for past life, present life, future life for all times. I want to clear, uh, being oh let's say being unworthy the feeling of unworthiness i want to clear so when you have tachyon and you're manifesting i want to clear all layers and levels all all past present and future experiences with with any experience with the emotion of unworthiness when you do that in a field of tachyon it remember tachyon is faster than light so it does it, it it's out of time so it does it all at the same time very rapidly and you don't have to go through the heavy emotional process of remembering each experience where you felt that particular emotion 
you just group them all together with one emotion and do the whole clearing all at once. Anything like what I'll do when I go into a chamber or if I'm sitting down with Tachyon and doing a meditation, at that point, I will just say, I'm clearing any and all emotional frequencies within me that may be still disrupting my physical body's health. And I'm doing this for past, present, and future and and all timelines in all timelines. And it's important to do that because we do jump back and forth between timelines and many of us are soul extensions of our higher selves. So there are many of us that are actually, um, that have duplicates here on earth. Yeah, I was just gonna say I'm holding the rods right now. And like when you hold the rods and you like just start to concentrate a little bit, I was starting to concentrate as you were talking, it starts to thump my hands. Like, so that thumping makes me think that there's energy coming from those and it's going into my hands. Like, I, otherwise it wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? There, there's definitely energy there. Like. It's like, you know, and, and again, I understand this on the very basic, most basic level, but I think, you know, that that's kind of what it, it takes sometimes. Like, cause I, I don't know. What, what do you think? So it's a field. And as soon as you pick them up, you become part of that field. It completely surrounds you and saturates you in a field in that field you're going to start feeling all kinds of things. Sometimes people will feel their heart beating. Uh, sometimes they'll feel like their feet getting puffy or their hands kind of getting puffy. Uh, sometimes they can have their heart kind of go rapid pace for a few seconds. It's not harmful. Even if people have heart problems, it's not harmful. It's just something different because your, uh, your parasympathetic and your autonomic systems, all of a sudden, when you get tachyon on you, your, your autonomic system says, I don't know what this is. I'm not able to control it. I, I, and so immediately it sends out adrenaline, shoots, shoots you full of adrenaline for a few seconds. So you're going, and then it calms down because it realizes, okay, no, this is good. And so then you can relax into the tachyon. And from that point, it's a consciousness it is a conscious field that you can connect to and just basically the magic genie, tell it what you want and tell it That's what you're needing. Um, it, even if it's like we have a lot of people with severe anxiety and they, as soon as they get their rods or they have a scarf around them or start wearing pendants or jewelry, they immediately have a huge decrease in their anxiety levels. And as they wear it for quite a time, then their anxiety levels go down. Same way with autism. It just, for some reason, I, anyone with autism takes this energy and just absolutely phase in this balancing of what it does. Because with autism, there's a high activity within the brain, so much so that it's very hard to concentrate or communicate. And with the tachyon on it, you're going to the zero point, which means you're finally relaxed and you can... Um, function much easier here. And eventually with the tachyon, it would rework the DNA so that you go, you go back to your original blueprint of your 12 strand DNA that is unaltered. That's fascinating. Um, and we, we've been going about an hour. I just wanted to ask you real quick, like we, the other, the last thing we were going to talk about is your, your ghost experience. Cause I know you had one and I mean, if you guys are interested, I'll put the, the link in the, I'll put, uh, the links in the description for the tagging but I'll put it in the chat too. Again, I'll, oh, I'll, 
I've been putting it in throughout the discussion. I've been dropping the link in the chat, but like, um, but like you had a ghost ex or you have a ghost experience too. Like what, what's up with that? Do you, you have a ghost kind of living with you or what's what? Uh... So um, this was quite a few years ago. It was my introduction to ghost. I had been doing mediumship for quite a while. I'd moved into this home and uh, I hadn't been doing mediumship up to that point. So this ghost was a really good helper for me. Um, so I moved into the house and within just a week of being there, all of a sudden I realized we had a ghost and he was loud. He would walk up to the fridge and slam his hands on the fridge or he'd slam his hands on the countertop. Um, he would throw stuff off the counter. I mean, he was not a pleasant ghost by any means. He, he just, he was an irritant. And it took me quite a while. I kept calling him out and saying, come talk to me. Just please come talk to me. And so he finally did. It was a couple of weeks later. He finally came and talked to me. Um, when, when I heard his story, which is so familiar with many ghosts, it, it's, it's, as they tell you their story, they begin to heal and they begin to clarify what these emotions are that make them rambunctious. And with him, he had died in a house fire. He had been orphaned at an early age, been adopted by a family who was specifically taking in kids just for the financial, not because they loved kids or or anything else. It was it was strictly for financial. So he here he was, one of these many kids, foster kids had been taken in, government paying for him being there, and they they just totally ignored him, and he was very uh, neglected. So I asked him, I said, well, what are you here for? Why aren't you, you know, I usually usher people to the next phase. I, I send them with the attendants to go to their next phase so they can get through the life review. And um, he just, he said, no, I'm not going. I, I came here to earth to know what it felt like to be loved here by a mother. And I'm not leaving till I get that experience. So I said, okay, great. Um, you're welcome to stay, but you have to follow the rules. So um, he did pretty well after that. He let us know that he was there by shaking leaves or whatever on an artificial tree or turning the lights. He used to turn the TV, would just go rapid fire on the TV channels and turn the lights on and off and stuff like that and knock pictures crooked. But he, he really didn't do anything nasty until one week Right before I was getting ready to move, I had just given a mediumship reading for someone. They, right at the end of the mediumship, I had a couple of sconces with candles up on the wall. And it was all light in the room. These candles were just, just for beautiful effect. And he took one of those that had been burning for an hour, those candles, and he hit that sconce. And that hot wax went all over the carpet and scared this person who was there for the mediumship. Uh, luckily, she'd had ghosts in her house, so she goes, no, no, I, I know what this is, but it was quite alarming. So she left, and uh, I went back into the room, and I called him in. I said, you cannot stay here unless you go by the rules. Take a look at what you've done, and take a look at how long it takes me to clean it up. You've got to be able to control your temper. And so... Um, he moved with me. He was mad because he found out that I was moving and I hadn't told him. So he thought I was just abandoning him. And I, I told him I had no intention of doing that. He was welcome to move to the next place. And he did. And uh, fascinating, fascinating stories about 
what ghosts can do. He continually awed me, stayed with me for about two years, and then came to me and told me that he was going to have to go. And uh, he didn't necessarily want to leave, but his time had come. And so uh, when he came, he, 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 when it was time, he came uh, it, in full apparition before me and said, all right, it's time for me to go. And I said, I wish you love. I mean, I was crying. I was going to miss him. He's like a son. And uh, he, when the two attendants came to take him to the next phase, um, he wouldn't turn around and walk with them down the ramp instead, or the bridge or whatever people see it as. For his, it was a ramp. Instead, he walked backwards. He hooked around to the two attendants' arms and he walked backwards. So he and I said, "What are you doing?" And he said, "I will never turn my back on you." And I was just like, "Oh!" And it made me cry again. But he was a wow. really, really great teacher of what ghosts can do. He used to hide stuff all the time from us. We'd find my keys in the washing machine. We'd find. Um, uh, one time I was cleaning papers off of a shelf, uh, cleaning cleaning a shelf. So I'd taken everything off of it and uh, and all of the papers had gone down in the garbage can. So the whole shelf was completely cleared. I went back into the room, probably not even three minutes later. And it was those shelves that have like the little hook up, you know, it's bent up. So the they sit on hooks, you know, they go in and they slide down and then they've got this little hook up. He had taken a paper out of the garbage and had lifted up the shelf and stuck a paper between the brace and the shelf and stuck it down. So as I walked into the room, this paper is literally flapping right in front of my face. And I called my son up. I said, I had him come in. I said, did you do this? And he goes, of course not. Why would I do something like that? And so then I called Matt and I said, did you do this? And he goes, did you like it? And I said, I love it. And so I took a picture of it and, um, uh, but it was really fun. He taught me so much about that. I had a paranormal team come in and he, I, I told him you're going to have amazing activity here in every way possible. And so I said, the only thing is you don't harm him. Don't go after him at all. You leave him alone. Just let him let him play and do his thing. And we had probably six or eight different recorders going there. He drained the batteries the first time within about five minutes. So we all brought extra batteries. So then we put the batteries back in again and he let him go. I asked him, please don't drain him again. They really want to be able to catch you. And, um, and then when we went to record at the last, he absolutely made sure that nobody could record. He shut off every one of the recorders. But um, it was really fun. The activity that they had there, they said it was their greatest experience that they'd had in in a paranormal activity because he was just such a fun teacher. That's fascinating. It, 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 it never ceases to amaze me how some of these spirits can manipulate energy. Like, you know, you, they, they, they learn how to I mean, because I've, I've had like people on my show that have tried to tell me that, like, they say once we're on the other side, it's hard to, like, manipulate energy. But I've, it I is. Think, you know, like Dr. Michael Lynch said, you can like, if you really focus when you're on the other side, like he said, for example, like say like, you know, I'm a vapor, you know, I vape, right? So like he said on the, when I'm on the other side, if I focus hard enough, I can, I can vape. 
It's just like it's it's the law of attraction. He said the universe bends to your will on the other side. He said it's just mustering up that energy. He said it's something with energy. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't I don't understand it completely, but do you agree with that? Or what do you think is going on? I with that? do. Some ghosts are really, really good at manipulating energy. Some of them aren't. It's the same way with mediumship. Some people come through and they're so clear and strong, and the mediumship goes absolutely incredible. And then there are others that come through and they weren't great talkers here on earth and they communicate exactly the same on the other side. And some of them, I just have to try different methods to be able to get across the communication because they just don't know how to send energy or how to telepathically communicate. It's not a given. Once you take all of your attributes here, and whatever you've created here, you're going to create, it's going to be created over there. So if you belong to the, Catholic religion on the other side, when you get into the heaven realm, you're going to go into the Catholic division so that everything is formed around that kind of a heaven. If you choose to open your mind, you can see that there are many options for, for spiritual evolution there. Um, but it, it's so much an extension of our belief system here, but it's also in a hologram. So even the heaven realm is all made exactly for this ascension machine or not ascension machine, sorry, the um, reincarnation machine so that you are led back to another lifetime here. And just recently those, those, um, those barriers that have been put to keep everybody here have been released because my son uh, passed away in January and uh, all his loved ones came and they took him right to the reincarnation machine. So he was up in heaven with them. But I had told him before he passed, I said, please make sure that if you get up there, you can enjoy the heaven realm. That's fine. But you're going to be incarnated again. And when you're up there, let him know that you're ready to go on to your next progression, that you don't want to stay in this heaven realm and they let him out and he's now working with Melchizedek. So it was like huge for me to know, wait, okay, he, somebody broke through. That means they now have to allow somebody when they go to the other side to be able to choose where they want to go. So if you're from Pleiadian, then you can go right back to the Pleiadian system, Andromeda system, Archangelic, wherever you can choose your next your next landing place, wow. which is wonderful. That's a lot. That's a lot that we've done to be able to get it to that point. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, it is. Um, well, this has been fascinating. Um, is there anything else you wanted to go over before we finish up for the night? Uh, no, I, I do have lots and lots of stories. So if you're ever interested in hearing more stories. I have lots of them and they're just all experiences that I've had personally. So I can. Yeah. They're Good. They're, I mean, it was fun. I, I had to, I think everybody in the chat liked it too. Like it, it really was. So um, I'll just, I'll just, I'll let you just tell your website and say, I was just going to say for everybody that wants to uh, get the tachyon deal that holly's offering i put the link in the description it's right underneath her bio and i can put it in the chat again and uh and and then holly if you want to tell them any uh whatever you want to promote thank you so much like this was awesome um, 
You're welcome. Uh, there's a lot of different products that are on Rob's page. If you use Rob's page, you get the free gifts. So I would use that because if you just go to Tachyon Living, you're, you're not going to get the free gifts like that. So please go visit uh, with Rob's link below and uh, let's Let's help him out and let's help you out. Uh, once you get the tack in on your body, it's amazing how quickly you can move in your evolution. And one, eventually at a certain point, your body will absorb this tachyon field to a permanency so that the products are no longer needed. But try to get the tachyon fields now without these products there's only a few people on earth that have those codes. So right now we're guarding those codes until we can make sure that it's safe and that the complete negative alien agenda is gone from the earth. And then we can release the tachyon codes to everybody. Uh, we're flooding the earth right now with through the tachyon chambers with, uh, with the tachyon to reestablish earth's connection and have those adamantine particles, the tachyon particles, all available for our use and manifestation in being able to allow us to be sovereign and free. Yeah. And again, I like the rods. I, I mean, these rods are amazing. Like they, uh, like I said, I sleep with them and you know, like, I mean, I'm always like art bell and my tachyon rods and I'm ready for bed. <laughs> That's like you, my name, you know, but, uh, thank, thank you so much, Holly. I love, I love, I love talking to you. You're, you're awesome. And, uh, and, and thank you so much. And Well, thank yeah. you so much, Rob. I appreciate all that you're doing. Uh, it's a great, great gift to humanity. Thank you so much. All right. And, 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 and everybody, love you all. Thank you. And have a good night, everybody. 